All right, so let's do a three, two, one clap. Uh, three, two, one. Oh shit, there goes my crochet hook. <laughs> oh no. There we go. Got some nice dramatic metal to start. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I can align that clatter with my hand clap. So I think that works. Perfect. I think we're good. Perfect. There we go. So how's it shaking? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. On this fine Sunday afternoon. Uh, good. Um, I, since it is a Sunday afternoon mm -hmm. and I went down drinking last night, I was like, I'm going to have a Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was this uh, bar next to the place I went out for brunch with, with some friends. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh we went into it like expecting it to be like semi nice because the strip mall is very nice. Mm -hmm. But a bar and a strip mall, you, I don't know why I set my expectations uh, as high as I did. Yeah. It was very divey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, she had a nice time. Yeah, I mean, I did have a nice time, and the, mm. the Bloody Mary was quite uh, quite tasty. Mm. So uh, not a disappointment all over. Just I was like, oh, it's a little stickier in here than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and do anything exciting this weekend or in recent memory at all? Mm. Uh, this weekend I am babysitting in that I am the cat is a baby and the hamster is a baby sure. and my housemates are both out of town. So I know uh -huh. there's sort of one of them's like yeah. going to Micah, but there's like there's three of them and they are not here. So I am the animal watcher. I see. It's a lot of responsibility. A lot of babies. Lots gotta, of babies. Well, one of them you is gotta sit. One of them's nocturnal and eats once a day, so that's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. The other one um, is dramatic but adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess just to, like, uh, say, uh, Sarah, because of scheduling conflicts, could not make it on this episode, mm -hmm. but um, we wanted to push forward with funny games anyway because I watched it. And I, I talked to Ma uh, Robin, and he was like, yes, I want to watch this. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have been down to watch another movie, but I really want to talk about this one. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess let's just uh, let's get right into it. of what this movie does. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Blair, and uh, with me I have a friend of mine, Robin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know you've listened to the podcast at least a couple times before. Oh, I've listened um, to it since the second episode. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's really flattering. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh, that's super flattering because we were... It was rough stuff at the beginning, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, God, I remember, uh, like, I was, like, 
learning how to drive in like an abandoned Walmart parking lot and like playing it in my car. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh my god. Which was played a key role mm-hmm. in your in your life in your car life. <laughs> and That's now I awesome. live in New York, so cars are obsolete to me. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, planning on moving on to New York in like a year-ish. Oh, fuck uh, yes. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I have this car and I'm like, I will not have paid it off in a year. Mm. And I know that for sure. So I guess I'm just going to keep it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. It depends to be on honest. where you live and what kind of car you have. Because I had a Subaru Outback and I got rid of it before I moved. And yeah. when I got back, I mean, when, I, when, I got, when I got here, I was so happy because I saw, like, the streets and had a, like, little out-of-body experience with the thought of, like, driving uh-huh. with that big of a car. So, it, it like, it yeah. depends. Yeah, I, mean, I have a little Jetta. You could own yeah. it. Okay, that's, like, manageable, I think, but, like... Yeah, yeah. Eh, depends it's just on a little guy, so... Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to get money um, by selling it later. Yeah, I just, like... Don't I have to like pay it off first before I can sell it? So I just yeah. kind of have to wait for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. <laughs> so I'll just. Yeah. Um, what, it'll happen eventually. First car, so you know, still learning the ropes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah. So, uh, as you know, but for our audience's sake, a thing we like to do on this podcast is uh, when we have new guests on, is you know to talk a little bit about um their like history with horror their relationship with it currently and like their favorite like subgenres and shit like that uh so um what uh got you interested in horror or like what kind of relationship do you have with horror etc etc i mean like mm-hmm. i can't remember the like first like real horror movie that i like watched but I have really vivid memories of watching Snow White when I'm, like, six. You know the sequence where she's, like, running through, like, the forest and, like, screaming constantly and the trees are, like, evil and, like, grabbing her? Like, grabbing her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, Disney movies and fairy tales, like, fucking me up. And then I had a, um, sort of, like, it was, like, originally a universal horror phase, but then it moved into German express- expressionism and then, like, terrible, like, black and white B-movie phase in high school. And, mm-hmm. like... You know how, like, once Twilight was kind of, like, dwindling and being a thing, it was suddenly zombies suddenly, but those were, like, towards directed towards, like, horrible straight men? Yeah, um, uh-huh. I got really into Frankenstein as, like, an escape of that, which is really funny when it's like, oh, yeah, oh my I'm, God. like, trans and gay years later. But, <laughs> so I had a webcomic that was based off of the 1931 movie, but it was set in, like, New England suburbia with elementary school kids. Oh, my God. It's no, gone. I love that. You can't find it anymore. I might reboot it one day. Um, <laughs> and I also read, like, way more Neil Gaiman than is, like, necessary. So it was, like, uh-huh. I have, like, a really, I love horror, but I have, like, a really spotty, like, background in it, if that makes sense. Like, when it comes to movies. Like, sure. I mean, like, my favorites are, like, um, The Wicker Man and, like, Suspiria. Also, the Creep movie. So, like, those are, like, classic classics. You know, like, kind mm-hmm. of, like, weird ones. But, like, right. the only slasher movie I've seen is Jason Takes Manhattan when you guys, like, streamed it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I... So, slasher movies are not for me either. Well, not not that they're not for me. It's just not that things I've ever watched. Yeah. So, um, people are always like, oh, you like horror movies. Like, what's your favorite 
uh, Jason movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I've literally only seen Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason X, actually. That's two Jason oh movies my God. I've seen. I need um, to see no, both of them for October, obviously, so neither of them are particularly good. good. No. But I've never seen the first Friday the 13th. I want um, to so bad. I mean, I just need to. Like, yeah, especially yeah, since, that's the thing, right? Like, um, so... Um, the community college that I went to would have, like, every Halloween you could, like, go to Salem. And there's this one guy mm-hmm. who every year dresses up as, like, let me check to make sure I have the guy right. Um, yeah, as Jason. Like, this guy dresses mm-hmm. up, he has a little pumpkin bucket for tips, and he does, like, performance art by, like, following people around. And mm-hmm. one year I went there, and I was like, oh my god, look, it's Freddy. And he just, like, turned and stared at me. Oh my god. And I kind of just, like, sculpted, sculpted sculpted away down the street because I was like I don't think that's actually funny so like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, yeah. um but like no I get I get um Michael Myers and Jason mixed up all the time <laughs> because they have masks and yeah. they're like really beefy and you I'm know like, so confused that like Michael Myers was I think I actually looked this up I think he was like a child like the actor not the Michael Myers the no I have Jason mixed up oh my god it was Michael Myers was the guy at Salem see I'm just bad <laughs> but, no it's okay <laughs> i mean like um i mean like my favorite like subgenres are like well anything with body horror um oh for sure definitely um definitely folk horror uh anything with ghosts and haunted well not anything with ghosts and haunted houses because a lot of them are like dumb but like bad <laughs> yeah like, sort of like like i know that don't like Del Toro's stuff isn't always strictly horror, but, like, his take on Mm -hmm. Ghost is, like, really, really influential with the way that, like, when I'm, like, writing something, that's, Mm -hmm. it's it's really, I, like, enjoy those, like, I went and saw Crimson Peak with, like, my aunt, who's, like, this huge horror fan, and she Mm -hmm. was, like, expecting this, like, really, like, you know, like, really scary kind of, like, mainstream thing, and I was, like, oh, my God, that was fantastic, because it was, like, very, very gothic. Yeah. Um... And let's see what else. Oh, I really love. I'm trying to think. Like, I love horror, but like, and, no, I think those are the big ones. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, haunted houses are like always like a metaphor for something. But like, wait, were you the one who said that like haunted houses are like a metaphor for like dysphoria or something like that? Um, no, I don't think so. But I that sounds like something Roswell would say. Maybe like, <laughs> I'm like. One of you said that, and I like was like, yes, because like I have a novel concept that partially deals with that, but also with ghosts, so I'm just like, oh my god, someone else out there. Oh, I think I said things. something, yeah, I think I said something to the, the, the extent of like, um, houses centralized, like horror centralized in houses, um, uh, like is basically to the same as like horror centralized within bodies. That's because what it was. It's like, it's yeah. it's subverting, you know, the 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 not only just the familiar but the necessary. Yes. Um so because like we have to exist within these things and having them riot against you mm-hmm. um is is horrifying for a lot of people but like I mean this is a bunch relatable. of transes. It's like, <laughs> right it's exactly. Relatable. Um but yeah, so like I feel like like obviously I'm not going to go into like why I like all of these things because it's like really convoluted but there is like um like some of them are kind of disparate 
but I do mm-hmm. like there's like a common thread and I feel like I feel like I don't know like I feel like the ones that I the movies that I mentioned like Wicker Man and like Suspiria Suspiria I'm talking a little too fast um it's okay <laughs> aren't exact I'm excited um aren't uh, <laughs> like those you people have argued whether or not they're horror movies which is like really kind of where um like, that's kind of my jam, like, when I'm, like, writing, like, I, like, well, I haven't sold anything really yet, but I market myself as, like, more of, like, a fantasy romance author kind of thing, but sure. I put horror shit in there wherever I can, because that's just how my stuff turns out, so, like. Right. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like horror is more of an intrinsic part of, like, how we consume media than a lot of people think it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, that's super valid. Um, I think there's a lot of, you could make the argument for a lot of, like, uh, sci-fi fantasy movies. Yeah. Or, like, like, media in general. Um, at least being horror adjacent, you know? Yeah, I Um, mean, I know that you've said this before, and I've definitely said this before, but Hollywood is, well, Hollywood is bullshit, but I hate how Hollywood is this constant, like, oh, every single horror movie that comes out is, like, schlock and garbage, when... Um, like other than uh, other than um, Get Out, I'm like ah, horror does so many things and deserves right. More no, yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like, it's it's yeah, it's always it's always viewed as this sort of like low art, you know? Yeah. Um, and somehow like lower than like the schlockiest of schlock which is to say like rom-coms and action movies yeah, like you can exactly. still like rom-coms and action movies but they're about on par insofar as schlock as most horror movies yeah exactly <laughs> so. like i put on like i mean to be fair i have not found a good day rom-com yet but yeah. um like i put on a rom-com when i don't want to think if i or don't really want to be feeling anything like mm-hmm. you know like, hmm, time to have, like, an emotional experience with a piece of media. I don't turn to that. I turn to a horror movie, usually. Like... Right. I, no, for sure. I don't know. I'm, like, always plugged into horror. Like, I listen to probably 15 podcasts. Not, like, regularly, because I haven't been able to. But, like, most of them are, like, horror-related and mostly horror-movie-related. Uh-huh. Which is just um, funny, considering the stuff that I make, but... <laughs> well, I think I think it's such a such a great way to like examine um like it's I feel like I feel like horror is like the biggest open door insofar yeah. as like examining any sort of like social phenomenon because yeah. like fear drives us as people like so like it's it's basically the, the thing that motivates us forward like as we hurtle th- towards life is just being afraid of everything yeah, you know exactly. yeah <laughs> um so uh I mean, you you can watch a horror movie from, or, like, consume any horror media from, like, any generation that's produced it, mm-hmm. and, like, find out basically exactly what they're afraid of. Yeah. You like, know? I can't wait till, like, people our age, like, are able to start really, like, becoming more of, like, a presence, whether, like, mainstream or, like, even, like, a larger, like, group of, like, indie creators mm-hmm. are able to just be, like there's enough of us to be able to, like, start, like, analyzing this stuff. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, horror comics, I also read a bunch of. Like, that's why, like, that was how I got into Emily oh. Carroll. Like, that was... Oh, I love that. Yeah, like, I got into Neil Gaiman through, like, well, Good Omens when I was 12, but then, like, through Sandman. 
which I think is really mm-hmm. weird for someone my age because most people are like, oh yeah, I read like Coraline and then worked my way up and I'm like, big comic that mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's any good anymore kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it might be good, but it's Neil Gaiman, so like... It's kind of hit or miss, yeah. It's extreme, oh god. Oof. It's hit or miss even like within the same book, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well. Um, cause, cause I've been skimming American Gods recently because the, oh the show god. is happening. Um, and, um, god, the show is so much better than the yes. book because it oh, fixes so much. God, of the like, okay, so I've read American Gods four times. I read it three times in high school because I was like, this, con- you know, I was like, this concept is fantastic. I should love mm-hmm. this. Hmm, I didn't like it the first time. I'll wait a while and I'll make myself read it again. Um, I read it again this winter or rather like you know last winter whatever winter 2017 into 2018 mm-hmm. and i was like this time i'm reading it and i'm not like a teenager i'm like oh shadow is like see i fell for it i fell for neil gaiman's attempt at craft i was like oh shadow's like this numb and has is devoid of personality because he's like emotionally numb and very depressed and kind of shell-shocked and mm-hmm. then I finished it, and I was like, no, it's the Neil Gaiman Everyman. Strike yeah, fucking yeah. again. <laughs> it, it, it's worth reading once, especially because if you're thinking of putting together, like, a story that has kind of a large scale, but not, like, an epic one, you mm-hmm. can, like, see how he did it, and then you can either get mad or, like, steal the good stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, I love urban fantasy like that, so yeah. it tickles me in a lot of ways. Or I guess magical realism. I don't know what you want to call I don't know it, what but it is, um. But I feel like I think it will definitely happen. But I can't wait until like I want there to be more by people who are not like great cis white people. Like right. This is also me having not touched the genre since like a year out of high school. So if there's a bunch of really good authors, and I'm just you know like I'm just like ah, they've not been good. And there's a bunch. Mm-hmm. That's just me being ignorant, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like when genres yeah. overlap each other. Overlap each other yeah. No, for sure. Um, well, I, I'm, I have to, like, stop myself from going into a whole thing about how, like, hiding magic is a whole thing about, like, it's a queer allegory or whatever. Yeah. Um, because we... Because <laughs> I, I want to talk about that, but we watched a movie this week. Yeah. And we probably should and talk about Honestly, um, I mean, I sort of have a segue, not exactly, because, like, the twist right at the end involving their remote mm-hmm. control like what the fuck was that i was not expecting that and i don't know like it's still a horror movie but like ah there's no explanation no it's so cool i fucking um, love it so. i i i want to i Let's yeah i want to definitely yeah. get there yeah when we get there um so we watched funny games this week which is a uh we watched the u.s um remake of it mm-hmm. um because um i heard from a lot of people that the performances are just stronger in it um which I, I don't know. Uh, also, I didn't want to read subtitles, so, you know, it's half, like, taste, half laziness. Uh, my friend, <laughs> yeah. My friend who has seen the original one, or no, mm-hmm. I think he's seen both. Anyway, he was like, they're, they're made by the same guy, shot for shot, so, like... They're really similar, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have different actors, so yeah. I think that is worth taking into consideration as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um... Yeah, but directed by uh, Michel Haneke, I don't know. Um, he's, um, what, uh, German? 
Um, Swedish? I think he's German? Swedish. I glanced at the Wikipedia page really quickly. <laughs> we are going to be hearing uh, my keyboard on the audio because that's where my mic also is. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, he's Austrian, which is... Uh, I'm not going to Google anything neither. to preserve audio quality. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which is neither German nor Swedish, but yeah. you know what? European, and that's what's important. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, an interesting thing about this movie is that the first... 20 minutes of it is a lot of nothing it's um we 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 get them driving we get our 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 family which is uh george and ann farber and then their little son uh george jr georgie um driving to the countryside did that Um, remind you oh sorry no go ahead did that remind you of like sort of like the shining but not nearly as stressful a little bit yeah oh yeah yeah, (laughs) i mean the shining is just like so stressful it's but like yeah. oh um, cool this is like it's nightmare part-time but like so like technically like yeah not a lot happens at the very beginning but i was stressed out like from the beginning of the credits honestly yeah because... um well i th- the title card is amazing because yeah. it is they're just they're playing so they're so they have this game with like classical music it's that they're playing in the car game. they're not even playing good classical music <laughs> and like, then we get the title card which is, um, it, it just says Funny Games US on it and really stark red font. Um, and then just like this, like, like horrible screamo, like, like death metal yeah. uh, starts playing. I love and it's, that. it's, and it's, it holds on to it for so long. Um, and it's so abrasive. And it um, completely cuts out the audio too. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's like immediately just like, I, where's my notes? Yeah, like, Already, like, the, the, um, I guess you call them the villains of the movie are, like, intruding on this family, like, by the mm-hmm. card. I love it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, because this whole, this whole thing is very, um, uh, reality bending, as we kind of mentioned before. So, um, I, I really like that sort of, but that totally is the fact. Like, it's, it's not only just the villains, but it's also, like, the plot. Yeah. Like, directly, like, interrupting them, like, um, because, I mean, it's, this is kind of a take on the whole like torture porn genre of film yeah um in a sort of way like it it's i i would say it is i would call it meta horror yeah in a, in a sense um so it's, it's definitely not as on the nose as say uh your cabin in the woods or your final girls or something like that mm. um but uh yeah it's or, or even a scream which is um not even that i mean it's on the nose but only compared to this <laughs> yeah so um uh, but uh, yeah, so they're 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 driving to their lake house, and um, uh, they're going to go golfing the next day, and they're having people over tonight. Um, we see our our two uh, uh, antagonists uh, standing um, with their golf gear uh, through the fences of oh, the, like, the um, neighbor's house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's the brother. Because it's both of them. Well, no, no. I mean, um, the, the kid. The kid says. Um, Later on, when they're at the boat, like, why was Uncle Frank acting weird? I didn't even realize that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the guys, are, um, they're just standing, well, is, are both of them there, or is it just, um, or is it just Paul? No, it's both of them. Um, oh, I didn't I, see he's, the one. Yeah, no, he's kind of fighting. So, it, a really Shit. interesting thing. Um, and I watched, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, 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 grabbing this from a video I watched analyzing mm-hmm. funny games. I'm, I'm going to try not to like steal anal- like analysis from that person mm-hmm. too much um, unless it's like 
the thesis of the fucking movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, well, he mentioned um, how uh, it's um, uh, Paul, or Fre- it's Peter and Paul, right? Yeah. Peter, uh, so it's, uh, it's Paul, who's the one who, like, breaks the fourth wall the whole time. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's standing. Uh, you can kind of see him peeking out behind um, uh, the, 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 the gate. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the rod gate, whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. then the angle kind of shifts on the camera, and he kind of just walks behind the other one when he's been exposed. Oh, my um, God. Which, um, I mean, it could be, could be just accidental because it was not in the original one, but um, it is kind of... It seems too purposeful not to be. I love um, that. Which is interesting because, yeah, because he's the one who seems to be aware that, you know, the audience is present. Yeah. Um, and watching. So he's kind of like already playing cute with the audience yeah. at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, uh, they uh, uh, we have a lot of conversations between people. And um, uh, Anna's setting up inside because they're going to be having guests over. And there's steak involved and all this stuff. I, and um, go ahead. I love how naturalistic all of this dialogue is mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Because then once the antagonists like start like um, really, really like the moment they're here and then they start talking, like the longer you listen to them, they just mm-hmm. they sound so fucking off. But they don't sound like oh hi, I'm like reciting like movie lines. It's just there's something wrong there after having, like, what, like, 20 minutes of, like, people talking normally? Mm-hmm. There's, like, no yeah, music they, in this movie either, right? Um, except for the death Not, not except for... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's only diegetic movie uh, music in this, I think. Mm. Like, so only stuff that's, like, actually playing. Yeah. Um, so, um, and except for the t- both title cards at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Um, um, and then, uh, yeah, no, I, I super, because, like, um, I mean... Paul comes in first to ask for some eggs, um, uh, and Peter immediately does. he's right. Oh, is it Peter? Oh no. Well, no. Paul's helping with the boat, right? Um, I thought I thought it was Paul first no. coming in, but I could be. Oh, yeah, oh no, no, you're no, right. It yeah. is it is Peter. Well, the, yeah, that's what happens. The um, so they're driving up and they pass by like their relative's house, and they're like, "Oh, hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna go launch our boat. Like, set our boat up." Why don't you come mm-hmm. over? And the uncle is like, yeah, I'll be right over. And Paul's like standing near him. And I guess Peter's in the background. I didn't see. And they don't see the wife or the cousin. And they're like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. uncle shows up on the dock with Paul. And he's acting really strangely. And he's like, yeah, everything's uh-huh. fine. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Peter shows up for the eggs when Anne's making dinner. And that's, oh my God. That reminds me of like, my nightmares personally tend to be very rule bound. Like there will be like one character who has like a specific thing that they need, and uh-huh. like they're insistent on that. And like the logic will not make any fucking sense. So the fact that like this entire how this whole thing on this whole like um, little beginning scenario unspools of like okay, so you drop these. Well, I'm going a little bit ahead of us, but like I'm just no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, Peter's like, oh yeah, your your sister-in-law. I'm staying with her, and she sent me over to pick up four eggs. He's like, he won't explain what they're cooking. He has, like, this mm-hmm. very soft voice. I wouldn't say it's gentle either. He's, like, a little bit more nervous-sounding than Paul. I mm-hmm. think he's, he's not as, like, polished. 
And yeah, he ends up, but you can tell he's kind of the henchman, you know? Yeah, and then later on, there's a teeny development when he's left alone with the other guys, I mean, with with the uh, father and I, and I believe the son. Yeah. When, when Paul is not there, that freaks me out. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, he's like, oh, I need these eggs, and I don't know why Anne didn't give him something to hold the fucking eggs in, <laughs> to bring them yeah. to his sister. Because I'm like. I would be like, oh, yeah, it's my sister-in-law. Take the bowl of eggs, and I'll get the bowl back later. But, you know, she gives... Oh, an important detail is that both of the young men are wearing white gloves, which is sort of normal when they say originally that they're golfers. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's it's fucking creepy. Like, they're not... Really, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, so, Anne gives Paul... Not Paul, sorry, and gives Peter the four eggs, and he's like, okay, and he goes to leave, and then he, like, immediately drops them in the front hall. He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he's like, apologizing, like, way, way too much. And Anne's trying to get dinner, mm-hmm. so she's like, well, this is fantastic. And then he's like, well, can I have more eggs? And she's like, what? Like, she does, yeah. like, go along with it, but it's just like, She's just like, who is this guy? He's just kind of in my house. He said he knows. You know, he said he's, it was sent by somebody that I know, but, like... <sighs> See, I don't know. The thing that kills me about this is, like, since everybody in the... Well, we don't know for sure about Paul and Peter, but because everybody in the movie is a rich white person, they don't think these guys are immediately, like, suspicious. Right, <laughs> Like, yeah. I would never well, look at people like... in my house. They look like frat boys. Not frat yeah, boys. No, for like... sure. Oh, my God, they look so much like... I mean, Do they? but you can kind of see that Anna's... A little suspicious yeah, because like like how because she's a woman. The yeah. men don't suspect um, anything because they're dumbasses. Sorry, that, that's that's <laughs> no, my critique of creep. If you're a cis man, you die in horror movies because you don't know better. Anyway, yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's not a when I say critique of creep, I don't mean it makes the movie bad. It just is a reason why I'm going. No, Aaron, that's not how you call the police. Um, uh, actually, to like briefly mm-hmm. like talk about a different movie series while we're talking about this because i just rewatched i just rewatched creep 2 with my dad recently because he oh. watched the first one and he was like that one was super dumb i want to watch the second one and i was oh like okay <laughs> but i think it's it's such a like i know there's going to be a third movie but i think those two right up against each other are like a perfect example of like gender differences and yeah. like like handling these situations yes um uh like like um Sarah is thinking about all of these things beforehand and, like, is constantly, like, reevaluating everything. Yes. Whereas Aaron is, like, a complete fucking idiot and just going along with everything, yeah. no matter what. And I it, mean, Sarah's going along with it, but only because she feels like she knows what she's getting into. Yeah, she feels you know? like she can get out. Like, Aaron just does not know, and it makes sense because, like, in general, like, I mean, like, Joseph, who, for people who have not seen the Creep movies, is the antagonist. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's more or less canonically bisexual. Like, obviously, it's not like, hello, I am, like, the bisexual serial killer. He doesn't, like, right. it. Depending on whether yeah. or not you read Aaron is gay-coded, which I personally do. Same. Um, yeah, like, I'm not going to go into it. Like, he de- I think he definitely is. Um, he's still, like, a fairly tall, solidly built white man. So, and he's, mm-hmm. like, so he's not, like, used to being, like, you know, threatened, especially not by, like, another man, so, like, it, except for the very end when I'm, like, why did you go to the lake, Aaron? Why? Right, um, yeah. 
which I feel like they kind of built into Creep 2 a little bit. Anyway, point is, like, we're going a little bit too far into Creep, but, like, <laughs> I, uh, met, like I don't know. It's just, it was a really... Creep is good. You should watch it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but that's that's yeah. That's the theme of this entire podcast. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but I mean to link it back to the movie that we yeah, watched. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, um. Peter gets attacked by uh their dog Lucky, and which makes him drop the eggs, or not really like, attacked, but like startled. He, he, he supposedly by. gets startled. Yeah. They they do a yeah. lot of things in this movie where you don't actually see what happens. Like you don't see most of the violence either, which I really like because like it's a critique of like porn movies, you know, like torture mm-hmm. porn. You don't see any of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but like, it's yeah, it's yeah. Uh, um, this movie is a lot of edging. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I had bated breath for I like I was like not completely holding my breath, but like barely breathing for like I think at least forty minutes. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, yeah, then she wants both of the boys to leave. And then, because, yeah, because they're like, can we still have the rest of your eggs? And she's like, absolutely not. Because like, this is I don't know. fucking crazy. Right. right. Sorry. Now there's two strange men in her house, like, asking for her eggs when she has guests coming over. Yeah. Um, she's so got, like, 40 she's like, no. of, like, raw steak she has to cook. Cause she, I don't know why she bought that. I don't know what she was thinking of doing with that much steak, but. Yeah. God. <laughs> Like, my notes are, like, either, like, serious, like, I'm taking notes, or I'm like, why the fuck did you buy so much steak? What are you doing? You can afford that much steak. Jesus. Like, I mean, like, oh my god, Blair. Like, um, so, like, I just finished up my first week as a cheesemonger at the shop in Manhattan. And, one, I enjoy it. So far, it's the best job I've ever had in my life. But the other day, somebody was like, hi, do you want to try a slice of $80 ham? And I tried it, and I was like... This is why capitalism needs to be destroyed. <laughs> so, like, God, I just... It was funny. I started out this movie like, oh, these are these bougie fucks and I hate them. They have bad, you know, they have bad taste in classical music. They remind me of every horrible person from Connecticut above a certain, mm-hmm. like, income bracket that I know, I've known. And then suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, actually, like, really worried about these people, which I feel like was also really, like, on, on purpose also. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Well, uh, you said about movie. how they like. Yeah, no, it's so good. You said how they like feel more like real people, and I feel like um, Peter and Paul feel more like, like, horror movie antagonists, like yes, characters. They do. Mm-hmm. Like they talk like characters, um, and uh, they behave like them, and they have the same motivations of them, which is to say, next to none. Exactly. Um, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I feel like that kind that kind of stark contrast between the two of them, um, really makes it so, and I, I mean, for reasons come, like, later in the movie, too, yeah. that I am really excited to talk about, yeah. uh, makes it really easy to root for, um, these bougie fucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, um, so, um, so, yeah, uh, George yeah. Sr. comes in, um, because, been, uh, the dog has been barking, like, off the hook, like, since right. these guys came in, because what's well, a horror movie trope? Animals know and something evil. Uh huh. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. Um. Um. So uh uh yeah uh the dog is barking a lot. They they head into the house. Well, the dog suddenly stops barking. They head no, into the yet. house. Um, oh, not yet. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
for reference for people listening, I listened to this. I mean, I watched this movie like two or three hours ago. So yeah, yeah. and it's been a couple days for me. So <laughs> oh my god, I'm like still like super super like keyed up from the ending. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So like, they've dropped eight eggs on the floor. And is like, get mm-hmm. the fuck out of my house. And they're like, mm-hmm. we need the eggs. You need to give them to us. And they're getting like weirdly threatening. And they're also kind of like gaslighting her. Like yeah. they do this very genteel, like the, the entire fucking movie. They're like, you know, like polite, like kind of country clubby. Like, oh my God, you know, we need to be polite. Like, you know, we like promise like your sister-in-law will mm-hmm. get these for her. You said you would give those to us. Yeah. Why are you not, like, why are you breaking your promise? Like, you told us you would give us eggs. Um, and it's just, mm-hmm. they just keep repeating the same phrase over and over again, which is, again, like, I, like, definitely a manipulation tactic. Anyway, um, George comes in and, and, like, get them out of the house, please, since they're not listening to me. Like, she's been, like, visibly upset to the point where she's, like, grabbing, like, Peter by the arm and trying to, like, haul him out of the house. Like, mm-hmm. she's really upset. And George is just kind of like haha I don't know what's going on my wife's like I mean I don't want to be like he's being shitty here but I don't think he's being like the way you usually see a character written being this kind of shitty like he's not taking his wife's concerns seriously right but I think it's more it's not because he immediately distrusts her it's more because like he doesn't like this is his first interaction with these people and haven't seen how like weird they get when they're being denied anything exactly um so um he's 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 trying to do the whole like country country club politeness as well you know and like Um, i love that Anne's like you see how upset i am i must have my reasons get them out of the house like i love that they gave her like she's able to say that because so many times like you watch a horror movie and the woman is always like these guys are bad news, we need to leave, or we need to get them out of here, and the guy's like, oh, it's no problem, and it's never addressed, but, like, she yeah. clearly has a reason. Mm-hmm, <sighs> mm-hmm. Very so, good. <laughs> it's very good. This movie's, um... Um, so, um, there is, uh... <laughs> um... Is this one? The there's ask? a bit of an altercation. Yeah. Well, they, no, they want, um, so... The, the one of the clubs gets like one of the golf clubs gets involved at some point yeah that's what it was um, um they're yeah. like okay we'll leave you're being very rude but we'll leave and then paul asks if he can just he just like completely swerves and sees the bag of golf clubs that george owns and is like lights up and is like these are wonderful can i try one please and they're like yeah, fine, as long as you, like, leave us alone. So he takes a golf ball, and he takes a club, and he goes outside, and the dog is still barking. Yeah. And then George and the, um, is the son in there? Yeah, the son's there, I think. Um, mm-hmm. George and Anne are having their conversation, like, a little bit about it, and then the dog, like, you hear it, like, wail, and then it stops barking. And you're like, mm-hmm. like, the moment I saw the dog and knew it was named Lucky, I'm like, this dog is dying. But I was like, oh, right. fucking bad, God. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's rough. Um, like, when they're like, so, oh, where's the cousin? I'm like, Jenny is dead. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like you said, it's like edging. Like, you're waiting for, like, all of the reveals that you know are already coming because it's such a referential movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, what happens next? I'm looking at my notes. Well, um, so they keep pressing on the eggs, um, and uh, when George like tries to like forcibly remove mm-hmm. them after they tried out the golf club, because they're like, okay. Uh, we gave you what you asked for. And they were like, no, we still want those eggs. Yeah. And he's like, get out. No. Um, uh, and then he like tries to shove them out. And then we get um, Peter breaking oh. George's leg with the golf club. Oh, shit. That was, no, 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 they go out and kill the dog first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they come the back in. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, Paul is like, oh, I need to test that on one more thing. And then he breaks George's leg. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Um, like that's like this part is like I don't remember everything super clear in order just because of how stressful like the last half of the movie is. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's. I don't remember what happens. I feel like they uh, flip next... around with them more before they start bringing it. Like they do basically the title job. I think. Um. Do that? No, I think this is. I think no, it's. I mean, the title card happens just immediately oh no i mean like uh, they start like introducing the concept of the game oh oh yeah no no no, no yeah they break his they, leg they break his leg and drag them into the living room right well they well they uh well first in the they're like in the foyer i guess yeah um and uh they have this conversation um basically where it's like and and yeah paul is like playing games with them basically like um uh Oh yeah, she's like. Um, or what? Why what are you doing this? At. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. I, I, like, we don't want to play these games, and um, uh, yeah, they're like, "Why are you doing this?" And then basically we get like a "Why not?" which is like the most cliche, yes, like answer, but also like super appropriate because it's like they don't need motivations for why they're doing this they're because that's not it. important. Oh. Also, like the, the audience doesn't care about why they're doing it, so like why would they provide an explanation exactly. for it? You know? Yeah. Um, so, um, they sit down on the couch and then they're like, one of them is like, can you, well, can one of you please make us something to eat? I think. No, no, no. So, um, they do like three so, uh, well, he, well, they're still in the foyer and, um, okay. Paul takes out the, the, the golf ball and is like, oh, uh, and yeah. asks, oh, let's play, let's play a guessing game. God, uh, yeah. What is this? And he drops it on the floor and it rolls towards, uh, George. Um, and, uh. Oh. Uh, I think George says it's a golf ball, and um, he's like, "Correct. Why do I have it?" Um, oh, and then, yeah. and then he waits, and he says, "The lady knows." And then there's no answer, and then um, Peter pipes up and is like, um, "It's because uh, you didn't hit it." And it's uh, like, "Correct. Why didn't I hit it?" Um, because you wanted to try it out on something else. That's what it was. Um, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then they play uh, a sort of like hot and cold game. With um, to find the uh, dog. Na- Naomi Watts character. Yep. Uh, to find the dog, oh, and this so is this up. part is awesome actually because so we are like half an hour into the movie. Yeah. Um, and this is and it's so as a movie that is supposed to be direct like the audience is supposed to be a character in the movie, um, and it takes thirty minutes, uh, until while they're playing this hot and go- cold game, Paul looks over his shoulder and looks directly into the camera. And kind of like gives a cheeky grin before yeah. turning back, um, and it's I was like not expecting that. I was like, "Oh, fuck, hi, Paul." <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was um, it was awesome. Yeah, because um, it's like you're standing like right next to him, and kind of like looking over your shoulder. Right, and and honestly, it makes the the camera feel so much more present. Yeah. 
for the rest of the movie, which um, I, I, I didn't even, like, realize would have would have been, like, a difference until, like, much later in the movie, um, there's, like, really close action to the camera. Yeah. And nobody is, like, referencing it or looking at it, but, it, like, it still feels very present. Yeah. You know, like, the audience feels like it's at, like, as a person watching it, I felt like I was backed up into the corner because of how close everything else was to. Yes, yes. The camera, you know? Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so Anne eventually finds um, the dead dog in the, the trunk of the car, which is fun. <laughs> And then they, yep. And then they move them all to the living room. That's what it was, yeah. To play, to play some more. Um, um, and then uh, they, they, um, basically the conceit of it is um, they, they're they strike up a bet. They're like, we bet that you'll all be dead by nine a.m. tomorrow, and you bet that. Um, you'll still be alive by nine a.m. tomorrow. So let's see how this all shakes out. And basically, let. Like that's the game they want to play, you know? Yeah, and like that's that's and that's when the, the um Paul and Peter and I I'm looking at my notes now and I forgot that a couple times like very early into like when they're first interacting with Anne, Paul keeps referring to Peter like he alternates between Peter and Tom, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why Anne's like what the fuck is happening? But like yeah, well they, oh, I mean it's it it becomes semi obvious. That they don't, like, those aren't their actual names. Because, yeah, no. they, yeah, they call each other Tom and Jerry sometimes. And then Beavis and Butthead later on, which is, like, should yeah, be, like, really, like, take you out of it. But by that point, the movie's just, like, the so vice crazy. is so tightly wound. You're just, like, yeah. But yeah. this is, like, when they first, like, argue for the first time, I feel like it. Because um, Peter's, like, well, what kind of bet is that? They're going to lose either way. There's no way for them to, like, if they, if they or, like, if they win... I forgot how he phrased it exactly, but he's like, there's no way for the other, for the family to, like, really, like, get anything out of it. And then, I don't remember what Paul's exact, like, words were, but he's kind of, like, petulant about it a little bit. Like, like, shut up. Like, I'm the one in charge here, and, like, this is the game we're playing. Like, these are the rules. Right, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of that. Um, And I think he essentially says later then, like, oh, don't mind him. Um, uh, and then gives this, like, like, tragic backstory to Peter. Yeah. Um, uh, saying, like, he's, like, a, like, like, his, he grew up in a family of, like, drug addicts, and he's gay or whatever, and it's all this shit, and he's, like, this, these are, these are the reasons why he's doing all of this stuff. And then immediately he's, like, you and I both know that's not true. Is he looking Um, at the camera when he says that? When he says that? I don't think so. I think he's looking at George when he says that. Um. Um, but he but he keeps lying, even though like when when uh, Peter goes to the kitchen to get something, um, maybe get something to eat or something. That's I don't what remember. it was. Yeah, because um, oh god, because uh, because like he comes back with raw meat. I was like I'm I like literally like three the raw the steak from before like literally like I'd say like three minutes like once three minutes before um he went and got up. I'm like I'm waiting for somebody to eat the raw meat, and then Peter comes back with the raw meat and he's just like eating it. And I'm just like. Wasn't expecting for that to be like actually delivered upon pieces. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Um. Yeah, because while he's away, um, uh, Paul is like, uh, oh yeah, he's he's over there. Uh, he's actually a drug drug addict. He's going over there to uh, shoot up. It's how we like fund our habit by like robbing rich people. Um, like, and it's just like blatantly a lie too. I mean, right? Exactly. Like, um, and it's he's just basically like taunting them for like looking for. 
like have like having had the like gall to ask why at the beginning yeah. you know um like basically like no you don't care about a reason and we don't care about a reason so like why bother you yeah. know um, and because they're all like the most trite melodramatic like bullshit too like he goes like really yeah. big at the very beginning and they just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he comes back in um, eating the raw meat and then mm-hmm. that's when they like I didn't tweet very much when I was watching this movie I think but that was when I was like tweeting like murderous twink for twink couple argues on couch get a room boy yeah god <laughs> <laughs> no for real though um, no I felt that the same time I was like God, these guys, you know, not to be problematic or whatever, but, but come gay. on. Yeah. <laughs> we can say it. We we're, we're allowed, allowed to say it. Um, we have the um, saying the bad guys are gay privilege. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um. They just, like, argue about, like, a bunch of, like, dumb shit that isn't fucking, wait, is, are they, are they actually arguing well, they about argue... things that are relevant? Well, semi-relevant, because one of the arguments leads to, like, yeah. um, uh, talking about Anne's body, which is, uh, leads to, like, one of the first quote-unquote games they play. Yeah, because um, Peter is, no, Paul is, like, insulted. Like, he, one of the things he consistently refers to um, Peter as is Tubby, and Peter keeps being like, don't call me that, like, I don't like you doing that, stop. Which is interesting, because mm-hmm. he, he, that's the only, I feel like the only thing he really is, like, really strongly doesn't let Paul do or has like any kind of like objection towards yeah and then that's when Paul's like oh do you think anyone like then he starts going into like you're like if you keep eating like you won't be like attractive or something and then he brings that around to me yeah and uh he's like well you're we're not gonna let you say stuff like we're not gonna let him say stuff about your body like that like why don't you go prove yeah, whatever that's what it was because he he Peter doesn't say anything insulting about Anne, but Paul like takes one little statement that he says and like wraps it around into an insult. Yeah, he's like manipulating. Yeah, like even the accomplice gets manipulated. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Well, the the accomplice doesn't seem to be as aware of like, the whole, yeah. like, reality shenanigans that are happening, or even aware at all, though, uh, he kind of talks about, like, fiction, at the very end. reality, like, metaphysics and stuff like that and, at the end. And there's this one so, moment, like, I, I mentioned a little bit before, when we get to it, like, chronologically, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but once he's left alone with the golf club, and when he's sitting and talking on the couch, something really interesting happens, like, I'll wait till we get there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's yeah. not like aware that he, I, he's not aware in the same way that Paul is, but yeah, yeah. So the first game, yeah. what was it called? Well, um, the bag or something. Cause they some yeah because they want they want Anne to take her like clothes off, but they're like oh but we'll spare the child basically. Yeah, because um, they were like stop telling these like horrible like sto- like fake backstories where our kid can hear them because they're upsetting. So they're like yeah. oh of course we will like spare your kid from like this whole thing and this whole thing and oh God, so fucked up well yeah so they um they uh they put a sack over the the kid's head and basically tell and to strip and she does and the camera work here is interesting because um it never really go well she's like got her bra off and everything it, it i mean it's like horrifying still because yeah. we like can see her emotional reaction during the whole thing yeah um yeah. but it never goes like above her like like shoulders yeah it's like uh, below up. her shoulders i mean 
yeah, so it's all sh shoulders up. Um, and, um, and then as soon as it's off, like, he's like, okay, put it back on, like, having no actual interest in seeing it, just, like, wanting to have gotten away with it, basically. Yeah, like, he's just wants um, to fuck with her with how, ups with, like, how, he's just, they're just playing with her head the entire time, so fucking Yeah, and it's, it's, it's definitely, like, the, the whole, the camera work there is definitely, um, uh, taking away from the audience what they might expect or even want. Yes. Like the actual exploitation of it. Yes. Um, so it's, it's definitely that, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's pretty, uh, since this is such a violent, this is a movie that could have gotten away with it without changing its rating. Yeah. Um, it feels, it feels very purposeful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so she's in her bra and underwear for the, for a the next big part yeah. of the movie. Yeah, um, uh, and, um then, um, then George, Georgie, the son, like, because he's in a fucking upsetting situation, he wets himself, and, mm -hmm. um, Paul is like, oh, this is gross, like, Peter, go take care of him, and then they end up, and there's, like, a little bit of a scuffle, and Peter escapes, and then Paul goes after him. Uh, not Peter, sorry. George, Georgie escapes, and Paul goes after him. And that's mm -hmm. when they leave Peter alone with George and Anne. And this is when, like, you know when he's, like, sitting on the couch and he's, like, bouncing his leg? And he's, like, you know, like, you, like because of, like, something you did. Oh, with the dropping of the eggs or whatever or something, like, it was, like, oh, God, this is, this is so fucking creepy because he basically picks up um, Paul's, like, cadence and, like, vocabulary. Yeah. It's so fucking creepy. Like, for a moment, like, once... Oh, you know what I think it is? Hmm. Because he's what the movie is focusing on, he's sort of, like, taking over for Paul. Right. Yeah, because he's oh, sure. like, a lot more confident. He, like... Yeah, he, like, he's... Like, he literally... Like, his cadence, like, really slowly just turns so it's, like, exactly the same way that Paul speaks. And it's mm -hmm. so fucking creepy. And yeah. Then the next, uh, once Paul's back, it stops. And I forgot what he, what does he specifically do besides like gaslight them and try to like guilt trip them in this part? I don't remember if there's anything else. I don't remember any significant conversations between um, Peter and the the two. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, I don't think um, he says anything that's like plot important. Yeah, but it's he's but um, it does. Yeah, it does cut to um, um, yeah. Paul chasing uh, Georgie around the house, and we hear that death metal again, but it's being yeah. actually played inside of the house. Um, and uh, uh, Georgie finds a shotgun, um, the, and he tries house, right? to. Hmm? Oh no! It is the cousin's house because he finds her body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like really restrained. Uh, you just like see legs and like some blood. You don't see like the whole. Oh, it's disgusting. Right. Kind of tableau. Yeah. But yeah. He yeah. A hunting rifle, right? Right, it's a yeah, it's it's something like that, and um, um, he he turns around and he finds uh, Paul there, and Paul is like, yeah, I know. I was like, Paul I is all like, because he's hearing me like yell at my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul is all like, uh, shoot me, like if you've got that gun, shoot me. And it's like a big heavy uh, rifle, and this kid's like ten. It was so fucking stressful. I was so upset. Yeah, I, I think he like he tries to. 
and the safety oh no no he says cock it first he like he walks him through how to do yeah. it cock it first and then pull the trigger and then when he does like nothing happens because it's not loaded um so uh, uh yeah then he gets the upper hand again does a really good job about being like really real realistically like crying and upset and it's very stressful oh my god this child actor does fucking amazing Jesus, yeah so good um which is like sometimes that's the thing that takes me out of a lot of horror movies is that uh, well, kids are often used in a way, very distracting way yeah. in horror movies. And like, um, I like a lot of movies with like evil kids in them, like, like but there's so many bad ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes it's just like, it, they just like, pl- like plug it onto it just to like enhance the plot, I guess. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting out of this situation. Sometimes. <laughs> because the kid some, isn't doing a very good suck. job. Um, this kid does not. He's very good at his job. He's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not haunted, but, you know, he's still doing a very good job. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, he gets hauled back to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the, Their house. the, the living room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um. Oh, important to mention is, um, Anne's hands are taped behind her back and her ankles uh-huh. are taped together because that's like. Yeah. Oh, there's a really agonizing sequence later on that is like plot important. Yeah, that's an important um, detail. But like, yeah, they bring him back. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that and the then they, uh, they, yeah, which is um, counting out who's going to be shot, um, and yeah. uh, it it doesn't. You know, they never actually like successfully count someone out yeah. because uh, <laughs> because Peter doesn't seem to understand how it works. <laughs> Which is really, um, it's, it's not funny because, like, someone's going to die and the movie is not, like, but calling attention to funny. it, but it's fucking funny. Like, yeah. most of the humor in here is, like, you have, it's, like, like, again, like, it's not, like, how there's a lot of, like, there's no traditional plot beats in this, I really feel. And yeah. there's no, like, there's not a big call of attention towards anything that would be, like, particularly lurid, like, you don't get to see a lot of that, but they also don't, like, call attention to any of, like, the jokes sort of mm-hmm. but yeah so mm-hmm. they're counting it off and peter doesn't know how to do it and paul gets really mad at him because he's fucking up the rules again <laughs> yeah and um uh so and then georgie tries to make a run for it and then he gets shot because he like ran and then we don't see we oh, don't see it no, I, we don't see the child murder oh yeah but, oh no that's what uh, it was there, um because peter's like can you please go make him something to eat again yeah oh yeah so um, she's going to make him like a sand yeah, you just you only see Anne in the in the kitchen, stressed out making a sandwich, and then you hear like a gunshot and like scuffling and like yelling. No, right? it's um it's um Paul. No, it's Paul in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the oh, kitchen. That's what it was. Yeah, because he's uh-huh, the first, like, uh-huh. does anybody he... want anything? And it's just like, yeah, fuck. And then obviously no one is saying anything. But um, <laughs> yep. And then we hear we hear a scuffle. And we hear we hear shrieking and like a gunshot and everything. Um and uh, yeah, because Georgie got shot and it's. It's um it's another thing where the plot only happens like the the plot only seems to happen when Peter's on screen, yeah. Um, cause like, uh yeah, cause like uh, he, he they don't show the point like him like Georgie getting murdered or anything like we just come back and we see NASCAR on the TV and blood splatter on the TV. Um, did so. Wait, so did Peter fuck up the count off or did Georgie like? get in the way of his father on purpose because like his reaction to like his dad getting like kneecapped with a golf club is to immediately attack so like attack the guy who did it so like 
I wasn't sure um, what was going on. I, I, as I recall, um, they talk about this specifically. They say that mm-hmm. um, Georgie tried to run away okay. and got shot because of that. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, the counting out ne- never even like came into play. It just happened. Got it. So um, it's just more fucking with their heads, pretty much. Yep. And then mm-hmm. um, and then Paul and Peter are like, "Well, uh, let's bow out." <laughs> basically, yeah. I was not fucking and then, expecting that. They just leave, and I'm like, "Is it because the- they broke?" See, I thought that Georgie inter like, well, he did basically interfere with the way the rules were supposed to go. I thought because it got broken, they were like, "Bye," because like the thing with the thing with um these guys like being so like fucking rule bound, or at least Peter specifically being like that. Maybe mm-hmm. this is like a weird thing to draw in, like draw um to bring in. Maybe it's from left field a little bit, but like in a lot of like folklore, um, yeah, folklore or like folklore that, that draws on that kind of stuff, like vampires and like fairies and like supernatural beings and that shit they have Mm -hmm. like very specific rules that don't make any sense to like humans and you have to stick by them and you have to keep your promise and you have to be polite and if you fucking Mm -hmm. eat that up they like will like get dry bulb out like so like that was like at the very beginning we're like oh you you gotta be polite you have to like do what we want you told us you would give us this thing and you're not and now we're really mad was just like adding like another layer of me being like bad fucking news. Uh huh. So no, I for thought, sure. I was like, are they doing this on purpose? They just left. It's like poof. They just fucking yeah. disappear. They're like, bye. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. No. I don't totally. Know if that was on purpose. Like, but it was killing me the entire time. It was like another just another well, look- layer of just being like, ah, oh, this is a good movie. No, the great thing about this thing, I mean, that's awesome. The great thing that stood out to me is that the movie just grinds to a halt this as soon as they leave. so agonizing. I was not even sure whether... So, they they shoot it so that way... Um, so that way you are, like... I would say maybe a couple feet from behind the couch. So you mm-hmm. see the blood spatter, you see Georgie's body, you see Anne kneeling, and she is not moving. And you don't see... Mm-hmm george at all so i thought george was dead i thought i wasn't even sure if ann was alive because she was holding still for like i I was like is this a still shot what the fuck is happening like she's not moving and then she finally started yeah other than like the tv you would have no idea and it's so weird when nascar is like blaring because like my dad used to really like nascar so i'm like used to like it being like a sunday afternoon everybody's chilling at the house kind of thing and there's just like dead people over the screen i'm like oh right right um Um, uh, yeah so yeah it's 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 this it's this prolonged shot where, um, yeah, she, she's just, like, sitting there for a while, just, like, trying to collect herself, and then eventually gets to her feet and hops over and turns the TV off, um, which is, like, the first thing she does, and then um, uh, goes and goes behind the couch to where George is. Um, or she tries to, like, wiggle, wriggle out of her... Like, on the TV um, tray, she tries to, like, break the tape on her hands? Yeah, well, she tries to, like, yeah, get out of the, the tape on her hands so she can, like... Um, better help like George because he's a got a broken leg and is on the ground and shit like that so she she gets I mean it's it's all really long and drawn out but she gets out of her like uh like her duct tape bindings or whatever um and uh yeah she goes helps uh helps George to his feet oh we forgot and um we forgot an important plot thing at the very beginning at the very beginning oh yeah, and I only remembered because I remembered that I was chanting um, that fucking Mickey, 
that fucking Mickey Mouse meme, it's a secret, it's a surprise tool that will help us later. Um, mm-hmm. When I was watching the movie, at the very beginning, when they're putting the boat out, the kid comes in and is like, oh, we need a sharp knife. Which is like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I love the way that they phrase that right at the very beginning of the movie. Like, hey, it's a horror movie. Remember that. Um, yeah. But the mom's like, I better see this later. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. someone's getting stabbed with a knife, which does not actually happen. But the kid takes it to the boat and then it falls. And it's still in the boat yeah. this entire time. That's just an important thing for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, so, they, yeah, no, it's, so it's awesome. she gets a different yeah. knife and gets rid of the tape. And then she's talking to George. And again, like, really, like, I feel like really natural, like, reactions to this kind of thing because they're both kind of shell shocks. George is like fucking sobbing and just cannot like mm-hmm. deal with this. And Anne's like obviously I've never had like weirdos break into my house and like kill my family. But like when I have really like stressful shit happen, I'm very mm-hmm. much like with Anne, like the way Anne is here where it's like, okay, well I'm just going to do the next thing and I'm not gonna think about any you know, I'm just gonna like Natural steps until I'm out of whatever situation it is, obviously. Right. This caliber. And that Mm -hmm. was really interesting, because usually it's, like, the hysterical woman who, like, usually has perfectly good reason, you know, they have perfectly good reason to be hysterical, because it's a fucking horror movie, but, like, you know, the guy's always like, oh, I'm so smart, and I know what's happening, because, you know, like, my uterus isn't, like, jumping around inside my abdomen. I'm not hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something to that extent. Oh, Um, other plot thing... The second time that um, Peter dropped the eggs, he also dropped the um, Anne's cell phone into the sink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you, you can tell this movie was set a while ago because, like, George does not have his phone on him. It's in the car. I'm just like... Yeah, so no, now Every... I was like, oh, yeah, this was 2007. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and the... Oh, God, this... Well, that, I can bring that in later because part of the phone thing killed me. Anyway, um, so they're just, like, collecting themselves and, like, trying to figure out what the fuck to do, and this was really weird because I was sympathizing with straight people in a horror movie. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they, like, really, like, care about each other, and they're, like, I-, I like that they're not, like, oh, my God. I mean, like, obviously, like, this is, like, they're compartmentalizing to, like, survive, but they're not just, like, oh, my God, our kid's dying, and we're just gonna, like, fall apart. They're, like, immediately focused on, okay, he's dead. Like, he's not mm-hmm. a thing anymore. We will deal with all of this trauma and grief later, we have each other and we need to get out of here and like survive this. I really like mm-hmm. that they did that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, emotions. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. No, it's really great. Um, uh, yeah, they're trying to collaborate. Um, Anne tries to get the cell phone to work. Um, that doesn't work. So they're like, this is me, okay? This was the phone thing that kills me. They're like, well, we'll try to wipe it off with a towel or we'll use the, Okay, so I had a flip phone like that in, like, fucking 2007. I dropped it in the toilet once. I brought it home. I put it in some rice overnight or a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It, it was a couple hours. It was in the toilet longer than it was in that sink in that movie. Um, rice for a couple hours, threw out the rice, wiped the phone down with the Lysol thing because it was in the fucking toilet at work. It worked. Mm-hmm. They're just fucking using the fucking hair dryer. They're going to ruin the fucking bed. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, that, that's basically they're exactly like, what happened. They're, so. like, in extreme traumatic circumstances so they're not i'm assuming like it, it's fine they're excused for not thinking of rice but i would have thought of rice in that situation yeah and here i am um, being the complicit viewer that paul is like hey you're watching and enjoying yeah yeah i'm not enjoying yeah. i'm just critiquing them anyway <laughs> god damn it um, i fell for it 
um so um yeah so they the phone is not working um so uh what uh so ann puts on some clothes and runs out yeah um and she's gonna try the neighbors and then runs down the street and like tries like the passing car and stuff like that why didn't you just keep Um, following the van i see i'm here here we go again i'm following for the plot like i'm like i would just kept following the van like humans are designed to be persistent persistent hunters just keep going (laughs) yeah i i think i think to to make a guess she was probably worried about getting too far away from the house and like leaving that makes george behind yeah um uh but that's just a guess on my behalf and then this whole time we see um yep george trying to make phone calls on it and he he at this point manages to actually get a dial tone and like someone to actually pick up when he calls nine one one. But they can't hear him, you know. Yeah. So and uh, there's a little that detail does not work right out. here where he like, oh, yeah, there's a little detail right here where he like, he tries to eat something and he like can't, so he literally just like takes it out of his mouth and like throws it. And I'm just like, I love that so yes. much. Or the fact that um, this is similar but grosser. Like really quickly when Anne's like trying to like figure out when she leaves, she steps into the living room for a second. You don't see it, but she obviously sees her son's body and, like, throws up really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, and then just, I mean, it's, like, goes back. It just, I don't know. They're just, like, these, I don't know. They're just these little touches. And it's, like, again, like, realistic. Oh, it's yeah. good movie. No, it's super good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> like, they, and, so, and George um, even, like, limps into the living room and puts like a sheet over georgie so like you still don't get to see the body if anybody was like waiting for that to be revealed it doesn't fucking happen you don't get that i mm-hmm. really enjoy how they did that I, i'm just, just like it's good yeah it's so good so um then uh he he gets captured he, again right? well he sees yeah she, he gets captured again but what oh, we see is like the golf ball, the golf ball rolling into again. um and then he calls out well he first he like hears someone and he calls out for Anne, and like we see the golf ball and like oh well okay and see um i I think it's important to emphasize for the um listeners because like this is like a 20 minute stretch of movie 20 15 minutes yeah and Mm -hmm. everything is so quiet like i watch things with subtitles when they're available to me anyway if i did not have subtitles i wouldn't have heard half of what they were saying yeah agonizing Uh, i was literally like i just I was literally like, they left. What's going on? Like, I was just like, since none of the plot is like in falling in traditional weights, I'm like, what the fuck? I have a half hour left of this movie. Mm-hmm. And they just left? What the yeah. fuck is going to happen? Like, you're left just this stretched out suspense and uh-huh. nothing breaks it for like 40 mm-hmm. minutes. God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the golf ball yeah. drops, and you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they um, they haul Anne back into the room, and she's all like bound and gagged and stuff, like with rope. Um, and uh, they set her down on the couch, and uh, uh, Paul takes the gag out because she he's like, "What? What? You know, what's the point of an audience that can't like talk back or oh, something shit. like that?" One of the best lines in the movie that's like near the thesis of it being, um, uh. A, you know, like a, aware, like, a, not, not deconstruction, but, like, it's no aware of being, like, torture, a torture porn movie without there being any, mm-hmm. like, torture porn. When Peter, Anne, and, and George are alone together when Georgie has escaped and Paul's after him, 
Um, George's like, why are you doing this? Why can't you just kill us and get this over with? What is your problem? Like, or take, sh- take shit and leave. Peter gives like this really like sweet smile and is like, you shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. Like, that loops back again when it's like, oh, the, you know, like it's not interesting to the audience if you're gagged and not like screaming and freaking out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so fucking good. That's so fucking horrible. Oh, I love this movie. <laughs> Oh, it's God. super good. So good. So then it's like this is the third game, right? Yeah, called uh, they the call it the gracious wife. wife. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And she has to see. I'm. Con- I feel like. I is it. Be- I think it's because Peter fucks up the counting up again, or or doesn't know like a long enough prayer for it to be sufficiently like agonizing. But like, yeah. Did they? Did did Paul contradict his rules? I feel like he started stating them. Something went wrong because Peter did something. And then... Well, how do you mean? Paul repeats it again and it's slightly different, I think. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, you could yeah right, what it though. was is the idea of the loving wife game was... Because they counted off and Anne was the person who was not out. It was, you get to pick who gets... Maybe he raised the stakes. He was like, he, you get to pick... No, no, you don't die. Your husband's dying. You get to pick between the hunting rifle or the kitchen knife. And then he's like, oh, we're, well, actually, we're going to make you pray first. So he has, um, and it's like, I don't know any prayers, which I don't know if she, like, genuinely can't think of any or if she's just, like, scared out of her fucking mind. And then you bring this country club mm-hmm. thing in again with, um... Paul being like, where are we? You don't know any prayers? So he asks Peter. Right. Peter has this really like, short, cutesy one. And Paul's just like, <laughs> like, it's not like significant, like long enough or like scary horror movie prayer enough. So he's kind of like, this sucks, but okay, we're going to use this. Yeah. Then yeah. After something goes, I forgot. So there's some kind of mini conflict in the conversation. And then he changes the rules to, if you can say this pr- Prayer. Oh no! He like. I well, he forgot. makes her say it, and then he makes her and say then, it like, backwards, and it's like if it's backwards, you can decide. You get to decide who dies and by what weapon. I think is what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was um, confusing, and I don't know if it was on purpose or if I just missed something. I think I think it was on purpose. Confusing, probably. Okay. If I I feel like whatever response you had to this movie was on purpose. Yeah, because it's gonna be by so elegantly and delicately put together in this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is where the cool part is. Oh, yeah. No, yes. this is awesome because, like, while he's explaining this, he's kind of distracted. Um, and she grabs the rifle and shoots um, Peter right in the, uh, Peter stomach. In the stomach. Um, and it's awesome because, like, we see him getting shot. Yeah. We see him get shot. The only person we see and, get then, and then we see um, Peter, uh, uh, like, to realism, like, Paul's slow reaction time because after he gets shot, he's like, watch out. Yeah, and then yeah. he's got blood on his face already, um, yeah. which is awesome. I love that so much it's because, so like, because it's not it it doesn't it's not great narrative timing, but it is very realistic yeah. timing, you know. Yes. Um, which is awesome. And then, and then he like and then uh, he starts, like, Paul starts laughing, like kind of like hysterically. Yeah, he like, starts freaking out and being like, "Where's the fucking remote?" And he's and he's like grabbing. Oh. Here's, I had this very brief galaxy brain bullshit, um, oh shit, oh fuck, 
oh my god, maybe. Okay, um, let's say what the twist was, and then I'll, ex I'll explain why it was just, like, yelling and, like, slapping the table and the microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so, so he okay. finds the remote, and then he goes, he rewinds, he and, like, things just movie. go... Yeah, he rewinds the movie, and we see all these things happening, like, backwards. Um, and, oh, uh, shit! Back oh, God, Blair! If you can... Yes? I, I don't know if this has to be on purpose with everything else. Is. If you can say the prayer backwards, you get to decide who lives and who dies, and with what. Oh, my God! Shit! Fuck! Yeah, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. No, absolutely. So yes, my, absolutely. My, yes. Okay, so my galaxy That's brain awesome. thing was, remember at the very beginning, when Anne's, like, to Peter, how did you get here? Because he says, like, by the lake. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much. And he's like, there was a hole in the fence. And I wrote that down, because I'm like, hmm, someone's probably going to escape through that later. I was, I, I literally have, like, little paper with notes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm mm -hmm. prepared. But anyway, um, and she's like, okay, that's weird. Then, when she's escaping the house, she cuts a hole in the fence with pliers. And I'm like, Hole in the fence, because this movie is so careful. I'm like, why is this showing up twice? Mm -hmm. He makes a comment about... He'll, I, I don't know. This seems, mm, this seems on purpose and interesting, like, five seconds ago. It could be wrong, but, like, he mentioned something about one of the relatives knowing something about the fence before they did. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if maybe he, like, because they... I don't know how many times they've rewound the movie. Like, or rather, the movie yeah. the other family was in. I don't know yeah. if the fence had something to do with it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Could be. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's not enough in there for me to actually be like, here's my theory. This is a part of the film. But it made me. Right, yeah. Very loud. No, no, like, but. A few minutes ago. So, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, but here's the thing. Like, even if this is a completely batshit theory. It made me even more, like, stressed out and, like, whoa, when I was watching the movie. So it was still, like, fucking in my head either way, which I feel was, like, maybe a decoy detail. Who knows? Galaxy brain. Yeah. Anyway, so he rewinds <laughs> the fucking movie. Uh-huh. I, God, so the only thing I knew about this was two dudes with white gloves show up and fuck with a family and it's, like, home invasion. That was, like, all I knew. And I'm like, what? I, like, literally paused the movie and got up and, like, paced around for a little bit, like, holy shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, um, yeah, because at this point, we've only seen, like, um, uh, Paul addressing the camera. Yeah. Not the fact that he can actually bend the rules of, like, reality to its to his own whim. Yeah. Which is uh, just so great. Um, and, uh... And you don't get to find uh, out how he's able to do that or why, either, because, like, you don't... It's the same reason why they're, like, killing everybody. Like, you don't need to know that. They don't care. Right, yeah. Um, so then, um, uh, Peter and Paul, basically, she, she, he ad admonishes her, or, like, um, for, like, breaking the rules. Yeah, and um, she doesn't know what and, the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, and Which then, um. terrifying. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, anyway. And then, uh, they, Peter and Paul kill George, and then take Anne to the, to the, um, uh, the boat. Yeah. Um, and... and uh, they're they're talking about like fiction reality at this and, point, uh, or I guess Peter is, which is really Peter interesting is. because they don't play him as like the dummy sidekick, but he's not supposed to be the mastermind. And then he's talking about like I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about. He was like smart science 
junk. I don't know. Like, ultimate yeah. universe stuff with, like, one is real and one is fiction and just, like, I don't know. Was he talking about a piece of media that he, It was like, hard to say because we yeah, cause, only got, like... Ugh. Yeah, because there's a whole um, thing with, like... See, I'm not sure because also, like, the way that Paul replies about part of it, he's like, he says, your protagonist, Peter, which is, like, is is that, like, a, like, like, oh, this is the protagonist of the thing that you're, like, reading or watching, or is it, like, is Peter writing something? It's, like, oh. It's supposed to be as confusing as Or is as it, it just is. A, a hypothetical protagonist? Exactly. So yeah. I'm, like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And does it have to do with the fact that they just fucking rewound the movie? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, like, on the No, boat. it's awesome, though. Yeah. It's so good. And I have a feeling that's probably, like, when you were watching that um, video that was analyzing, that's probably where that stuff comes into, I'm guessing. Um, he doesn't actually talk about that too much. Um, but, uh, um, it's, it's, it's more about the, the, the core thesis of the movie, which I think we kind of talked about, which is like, it's, 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 um, I, uh, basically the anti-torture porn in a sort of way, or like the, the, um, and how it's, you know, like the, the, the audience is responsible for what's happening because they are a character in the movie yeah, and they're consuming this piece of media and basically like by like interacting with it making it happen you know um so so yeah like yeah so they're they're talking about this um and tries to escape because of the knife in the boat as you mentioned earlier i was literally just like chanting and i'm like i hope nobody's home upstairs because they're gonna fucking hear me um i talk and then um i talk to movies and i get very into it so And then unceremoniously, um, pushes her off the off the boat because he was like, "Yeah, I didn't really want to push it." Yeah, so I'm kind of getting hungry. Oh, no, no. And what, what, yeah, what fucks me up about this is like, he, is Paul the one who do does it? And Paul's like, "Rules, rules. We have to do it this way." And he's kept to his own rules up until that point in the movie when he just pushes her over. Peter's like, "Hey, it's like it's like eight. She has another hour. Why did you mm-hmm. do this?" And Paul's like, I was getting hungry. And they both kind of, like, laugh. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, he's like, well, I can't really sail like this. And I'm getting hungry anyway. So then they go to the next house. And we see the beginning of, you know, that kind of sequence. Um, uh, His gloves are covered in blood. So he has to hide his hands behind his back. Yeah, because, and and Um, Peter actually is aware of that. Because he, like, washes his hand. He washes his gloves in the lake. And he's like, give me your gloves. And Paul just doesn't do it. So he has to, like, yeah, he's mm -hmm. fucking hide his hands. Ugh. And they have those fucking, mm-hmm. like, slickers on, which are just, like, they make me think of the fish stick man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just, like... Oh, my God, you can see their shitty little ankles poking out of them. God. Um, like, I'm glad they don't have tan lines, like, from socks, or I would have been, like, fucking losing it, because they had to do it. So, mm-hmm. thank you for saving um, me from that movie. I just did it anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> I did it to myself. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so the movie just loops back into the next family, and it's an implication that they're just doing it around, like, the entire, like, lake. Nobody's mm-hmm. caught them yet. Yep, and then yeah, and then we get a t- another title screen with the the the, the death metal again, mm-hmm. um, and it's awesome. Oh, no, he, it's the best. The last shot is is Paul looking at you and like kind of smiling. Is he smirking? Like, is it a full on smile? Or just like kind of smirking, yeah, smirking. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns into a still thing, and then they do the smash. Credits again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um. So on a scale of uh, zero to five, 
Ooh, um, Murder Twinks. <laughs> what are you gonna give this movie? Oh, this is five out of five Murder Twinks, definitely. Yeah, Sam, this is a solid five out of five for me as well. So, uh, super. Yeah, I mean, I expected to love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I everyone was like, oh, it's so intense and like it's so gruesome it's... and like it is really emotionally trying. Yeah, but I feel like the whole conceit of it was like kind of had the barrier you know yeah, which is ironic true. because it, i feel like it the conceit of it is trying to break down that barrier but I, it's just like but the, the way it was structured um it didn't it wasn't it was gratuitous in content but not in presentation yeah um so uh that was that was really interesting i i definitely don't think this like i mean if you're sensitive to like leg injuries obviously like there's a because George is constantly, like, in pain because of his fucking broken leg that keeps getting, like, nudged or whatever. I am going to... Because he's got... He's got a compound fracture, so the bone is straight up sticking out of his leg. Oh, shit, I didn't Um, even notice that. I just knew there was a lot of blood. Okay, I feel like a real, real bitch now because, um... So, I use a cane sometimes because I have fucked up knees and particularly one of my legs is usually bad. So, obviously I'm not in, like, compound fracture levels of pain, which I did not realize... I don't know, a couple times, like, he's, like, moving around, and I'm just, like, I can, like, obviously, I can't use one, like, constantly, but I, or, especially if I don't have, like, a cane if I need it, but, or, I don't have my cane when I need it. A couple times, I'm, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, man, like, this, dude, use your arms, do this instead, like, it's, you're making it harder for yourself, dude, and it's, like, here I am being, here I am being the impartial asshole viewer, being, like, oh, my God, I, if I was in the horror movie, I would do this correctly, you're just doing it, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. They got me. Um, they did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, like, that one thing is, like, basically as hard as this movie goes. And, I mean, yeah. like, if that's hard, like, I mean, it's it's pretty constant. But still, it's, like, I, I feel like this movie has such a, like, a, 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 a reputation for being so gratuitous. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily I, deserved. I don't think so. Because remember, um, I, I asked you, I was like, I knew there was some kind of torture porn thing in it. And I remember I asked you, I was like, is there anything like really gory? Because there's like a couple things I'd rather not watch. And you were like, just broken leg. And I was like, okay. And it was fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I wasn't expecting yeah, that, I mean, get, it's like, disemboweled. But like, I was expecting yeah, something yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's a lot of um, emotional torture, which is really intense if you're highly empathetic. That's um, usually my that, oh, that explains a lot of my horror movie taste then, I guess. And why I'm yeah. more of a baby towards gore than I thought I was. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, it's stressful. It's really stressful. It's very stressful. It's very stressful. Um, yeah, yeah, no, awesome. It was such, like, I really enjoyed watching this. Was, I mean, it's been on my shortlist for a really long time, so I was glad to finally get an opportunity to watch it. I don't remember uh, totally... where I heard of it. I just know I've wanted to um, watch it for a couple of years, so you were like, hey, do you want to watch this? I was like, yeah. And I'm so <laughs> glad I did, because it's so good. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get any questions, but I feel like we had a pretty good discussion. Yeah. Despite that. Um, so, uh, do you want to move into recommendations? Ooh, um, do you have anything lined up for that? Um, if you go first, I will I can... find something that was the one thing I didn't prep for. Let me say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Like, I have, like, I literally took physical paper notes, because I knew that I probably didn't want to be, like, fiddling around on, like, something on my laptop while we were talking, so I prepared in one direction and not in the other. So, let me think real quick. <laughs> um, my recommendation this week is, uh, of course, Mitski's new album, which is Be the Cowboy. 
Um, it is a little 36 minute long thing. Um, it's really concise and it's really, really refined. Um, it, it feels very much like a Mitski album. Uh, I, I feel like it feels more like Bury Me at Makeout Creek than it does uh, uh, Your Best American Girl mm -hmm. or the, her, whatever her second most recent one was. Mm -hmm. um, it's, but you know what? If, you, if you're like sad and lonely all the time and you like female vocalists, I recommend <laughs> Be the Cowboy. It's really good. <laughs> um, because <laughs> uh yeah i mean the conceit of i mean the crux of like makeout creek is definitely heartbreak but the crux mm -hmm. of be the cowboy is definitely loneliness which is hey can someone like check up on her and like tell me if she's okay oh, no. see, like <laughs> uh, i've never actually listened to it see i have this um i've never actually listened to mitski like i have a friend who like went to school with her and I've oh been my like, god, oh. that's crazy. It was so, it was because they both went to SUNY Purchase, and that's like a big art school, so like, they all happen to be like the same age, and we're just like in the same, like, I don't think they were like buddy-buddy, but like, it was like, oh yeah, I know her, it's cool, she's successful now. But I was mm -hmm. like, oh, should I listen to her music? And they were like, it's very sad. And I was like, hmm, maybe not. And then it's... It's it's sad, but it's like fun sad, you know. Okay, it's like because, oh, I can like boogie down to this like crying music, okay, you know. <laughs> okay, because like I feel like I've moved out of like the period of my life where I'm like I am going to listen to sad music like constantly. Like I can listen yeah. to Carrie and Lowell, and as long as I'm not like focusing too hard, I don't. I'm not like time to shut this off. Let's go listen to like some ABBA or something because I'm just too sad yeah. now. So I wasn't like yeah. I'm like, I was like, am I prepared to do this emotionally? I don't think so. But if it's fun, sad, then I should probably try try her stuff then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Be the cowboy. Um, let's see. For me, for a recommendation, um, I'm going to suggest... Let me see. Uh, I'm going to suggest um, the Netflix series, A ser Series of Unfortunate Events, because I just started watching it, like, last weekend. Yeah, yes. it's so, so good. good. Oh my god, <laughs> I like. Fuck, what a great casting for everything. Yes. It's oh my just god, amazing. the casting is so good. I feel like, okay, so Doctor Horrible is fine, but it's the only time I've ever seen Neil Patrick Harris in anything. And other than that, I just know about him being vaguely kind of like an asshole. Is he? Isn't he? I mean, he's. I think he's just very like. Is he problematic in just way? Oh. I don't know if he's problematic. I think he's just like famous and just like. Okay. You know, so Ignore like some everything people that like I've just him. said. Um, I just no, know it's him okay. Like... No, 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 no. I totally get it. It's like, well, he has very much of a his fan base is very twee, and I feel like he's kind of twee in the same way. That's which is not good or bad necessarily, but it doesn't vibe with everyone, you know. Yeah, like the thing is, I haven't like. I think 2013 was the last time I was aware of him. Other than, oh look, here's a picture of him with like, oh that's why I associate him with 2012 Tumblr. That's my problem. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. So <laughs> I feel very strange, like really, really, really super enjoying his performance in this. But he's a fantastic Count Olaf. Mm -hmm. Everybody is like a really, really good. Like everybody's perfect casting. It's so good. I just started the second season. I think I'm on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm right before the. Um, the one where um, Jerome and Esme get introduced, and I'm so psyched for that. So yeah, it's They're so good. It's really funny. It's really good. It's like I was like super. In, I mean, super super into this series as a kid. Um, 
like I read all of them. My dad would like read them to us also. So mm-hmm. if you were really into them, it's really fun. If you've never read the books before, you'll also love them. If you're over like 12, the sunny bits are a little bit like the baby's chewing on things. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the bit that is aged the worst for me, but that's because I'm like a 23 year old, like adult. So like, I'm, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah. Like, it's like the one, like thing that I cannot suspend my disbelief for, I guess, is the baby has super teeth, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's super good. Yeah, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. That, well, Hey, podcast. Podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to uh, support the show, you can do so. Patreon.com forward slash fear baiting. Um, uh, just a quick shout out to our $5 and up um, donators. Um, Michael Kaiser, thank you. Kit, thank you. Paul Bechtel, thank you very much. The cool Sophie, thank you. Uh, and Sophie, uh, thank you all so much. You help our little machine go i guess um if you want to find the show uh you can do so at fearbaiting on twitter fearbaiting.tumblr.com or if you have an email for us like an essay you want to send away for whatever reason uh our gmail is fearbaiting at gmail.com all of those are super viable if you want to find me on the internet at blurkitch on twitter or blurkitch.tumblr.com uh, Robin, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Okay, um, so my Twitter account is at DisgorgingHead, which I'm going to spell, um, D-I-S-G-O-R-G-I-N-G-H-E-A-D, because people, I've said it and people are like, what is that? And I'm like, it's a thing. Um, so that's my main Twitter, and I also have a Patreon where I am... Well, I started at the month that I moved, so that was really clever of me. Um, but <laughs> it's set up. Um, I'm working on a um, historical fantasy romance novel, and it's also like I mentioned earlier at the at the beginning of this episode that there's a lot of like also like some horror elements in there. So it's like it's. Uh, I don't know, I have such a hard time, like, it's, like, three different genres at once, so I have a hard time being, like, this is the overwhelming tone, especially when it's not dumb, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. it's gay, it's got fairies and ghosts, it's got, like, highwaymen in it, you might like it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it is patreon.com slash malzeno, spelled M-A-L-Z-E-N-O. Nice. Yeah. Um, hell Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, coming on Thanks this week. It me. was so much fun to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, great. It's it's always, like, good talk, like, seeing your conversation on Twitter and stuff, but, like, awesome to, like, have a conversation with you. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this has been su- so yeah. much fun. Yeah. I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, until next week, uh, Sarah will be back. I think we'll put out a poll for voting mm-hmm. or something. We'll do something along those lines. Uh, so we'll be back next week. We'll have another episode for you then. Uh, but until then, I have been Blair. And I am still Robin. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. You sure can. <laughs> <laughs>